You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 15. What's up, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm pretty excited for today's episode because I think it's going to make you think a lot and it's going to push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And here's why. I want you to think about your life right now, where it is. Think about your current job and think about where you're headed in that job. Now, whether that's a nine to five job or you own your own business or whatever that looks like for you, doesn't matter. This still applies. Now I want you to think about what would happen if all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the unthinkable happens and all of a sudden you are laid off from that job or you can no longer work or maybe a global freaking pandemic takes over and now you're forced to sit at home, maybe collecting unemployment, maybe not. What if your business tanks or what if your business isn't considered essential? What if? And yeah, we could play the what if game all day long, but it's really so important to think about to have that backup plan. Because after all, you're probably going to be scared. You might have a family to provide for, or even if it's just your dog you're providing for or yourself. Either way, it's still stressful as heck to not know where your next paycheck is going to come from. And my question for you is, what are you going to do about it? What is your backup plan? On today's episode, we're going to focus on the idea of creating multiple income streams for yourself, so this is never going to have to be a concern for you again, and why it is so important for a variety of reasons. It's going to be juicy, it's going to be good, it's jam-packed full of information that I think is really going to bless your life. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. So when I was in high school, I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew that I wanted to own my own business and I wanted to be my own boss, work for myself, so that one day when I became a mother, I would be able to stay at home with my kids. So this slowly kind of turned into my love for photography, because in case you didn't know, that all really started when I was 14 and I got my first horse and I started to make these funny little YouTube videos with him. Anyway, from that point on, before I knew it, I was taking photos of my friends for their senior portraits, and the rest is kind of just history. But at the same time, as high school was ending, I was also starting to give horseback riding lessons, which eventually turned into me becoming a full-time horse trainer. Kind of crazy how that all works, and I really owe that to my old barn manager for pushing me into the idea and supporting me through it, because I probably would have never done that without him. And while I was going to school for photography, horse training was my full-time job. I was actually staying super busy with it and making really good money, if I'm being honest. So for quite a while, I just leaned into horse training and didn't do a whole lot with photography until a few years ago. And between the two, I never really had to actually go out and get a nine to five job, which I'm super grateful for. And I owe a lot of that to my parents as well. But in that season of juggling two businesses plus school, I started to notice how the two completely different things complemented each other. When horse training would slow down, photography would pick up. And that balance was nothing I did intentionally, it just kind of worked out to my benefit. But it was in the midst of all of that when I realized how helpful it was to be able to make money in two completely different ways. And that if one of my businesses were to fail, I had another one that I'd be able to fall back on. And everything was really great for a while, but let me tell you, being in a season of full-on hustle mode like I was is really only easy, if you can even call it easy, it's easier when you're single. Because once I started dating and getting into relationships that required my attention more, it became a lot harder for me to work two service-based jobs like photography and horse training. I was having to exchange my time for money, which if you think about it is probably how most jobs are, but I wanted to 
to take everything a step further, right? Like if you're a serial entrepreneur like me, you get it. And I wanted to be able to make money without having to give so much of my time up. With service-based industries, you're required to show up and be present Otherwise, it just won't work. You won't make money. And I found myself countless times feeling completely exhausted because I would stretch myself way too thin and then have no time to spend on my relationships. Now, with wedding photography, something I noticed was that if I was shooting like 30 weddings a year during peak wedding season, aka all the best months of the year, I was having to say no to so many things. And remember, when you say yes to one thing, you're really saying no to something else. And that was something that I had to learn the hard way. I couldn't plan anything ahead of time. I couldn't go to concerts with my friends on weekends or on date nights with my boyfriend. Every Saturday night I was booked and it took a toll on my relationships. And I remember one particular instance where there was this really amazing concert that I wanted to go to so bad and it was still like a year away and I was so excited about it, but I pulled up the dates and I saw that I was already booked up. Now, I understand that maybe this is coming off a little bit ungrateful and I just want to reassure everyone that I am completely the opposite of that. I feel so freaking blessed to be able to do what I do and each and every wedding and opportunity and job that I get is so amazing and I'm so lucky to have a job that I love. But what I learned is that I just need to maybe make some adjustments on how I ran my business. So one of the first things that I did was I chose to scale way back on the number of weddings and clients that I took on each year. And in the beginning, I used to have goals of like 25 to 30 per year, and now I aim to photograph about 15 per year. Now, maybe you're thinking, how did that affect your income? But my answer to that is really, I just raise my prices every year. So even though I cut my overall number in half, my income stayed the same and it actually went up. Another plus to cutting my client number in half is that I'm able to give my clients all the time and attention that they deserve. Before, when I was buried up to my eyeballs with work, my client experience wasn't anything really special. I just did pretty basic things, but since making that number smaller, I don't have to juggle as many clients, which allows me to give a more one-on-one -on -one personal experience, which I love so much better. I feel so much more connected to the people I'm working with versus just having to check off boxes. So even though my income was not dramatically affected and I saw that my stress levels went down, my client experience went up, all the good things, I, you know, again, serial entrepreneur here, want to take things a step further. I want to scale. I want to serve as many people as I possibly can without feeling that burnout feeling. So I started to think, how can I create some kind of income that doesn't require quite so much of my time? And this was very also kind of the same situation with horse training and, and that whole separate business I had going on as well. And for horse training, it was kind of a whole different ballgame because I could work with my project horses during the weekdays and I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have people like waiting on me necessarily. But my whole world kind of changed when I did go up to Montana to train some colts and broke my leg. Now, if you know the story of me and Tyler, then this is not new to you. Um, all of a sudden, when that happened, I was not able to ride or do much of anything for a while during that healing process. And that experience honestly humbled me a lot. And it made me realize that while I love horse training, I probably needed to make sure that I had a source of income that wasn't 100% reliant on being so physically demanding. 
And let's be totally honest here, I'm a mega homebody. In previous episodes, I've mentioned that I don't have like a huge travel bug. I don't have this like big desire to travel every single weekend all over the world, which makes having cattle ranching dreams a heck of a lot easier because we're literally never going to go anywhere when that actually happens. (laughs) So finding something that allowed me to make money from home was crucial. Now, I want to take a step back really quick because I learned something very awesome recently that I just have to share with you that is on this topic. So did you know that the Bible even teaches the importance of diversifying your income streams? Like, heck yeah, it's a freaking biblical to have multiple sources of income. I just think that is so cool. And I actually first learned about this from Jordan Lee Dooley's podcast and thought that it was just the most life-changing information ever. Ecclesiastes 11.2 says, invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight, you never know what disaster may come upon the land. Basically, what that is saying is that you should have multiple streams of income so that if one goes down, you're still able to get by and pay all of your bills. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out right now and create seven streams of revenue. Not at all. But I do want to just lay some emphasis on how important this is in your life. Also, fun fact, in case you didn't know, the average millionaire also has seven streams of income, which I always just think it's so funny when there is something in life, such as business, that maybe feels separate from anything the Bible could say. And then all of a sudden, God whacks me in the face with like a huge fat reality check. Like God is in everything, including business. He's every part of your life or my life as a believer. And he's the reason I'm successful at all. And he's just the very best teacher and I just love that he is putting in front of me that one it's biblical to have seven streams of income and the average millionaire has seven streams of income kind of funny how that works out right okay so now let's get practical what are some of the ways that you can actually create passive income or diversify your income streams but first let me define what passive income is in case you're not totally sure what that means Passive income basically just means making money while you sleep. It means you have an offer that is self-fulfilling and it runs automatically all day, every day type of thing. So you never have to really do too much hands-on work and you don't have to show up in order to make that money. So a couple ideas for passive income and actually my most favorite idea in order to make passive income is creating an online course. So you could create an online course that teaches other people in your industry what you do or how you do it. Now, if you're a photographer, this could be something like an online course teaching other photographers something like posing or editing or how to become a wedding photographer or, I mean, literally anything under the sun that you can think of. If you are a horse trainer, you could teach methods of, you know, to other horse trainers that have, you know, worked for you in the past. You could teach, you know, how to teach a horse how to load in the trailer, how to teach a horse to collect its head, how to teach a horse to be comfortable around cows. I mean, the list goes on. There's a million things. You could teach, you know, just a a barrel racing course or whatever you feel like you're really knowledgeable and you specialize in. If you are a boutique owner or a shop owner, you could create an online course that teaches other shop owners how to get where you are, how to do what you did, what you did to become successful, or something very, very specific, how you specifically did one thing in your business. It doesn't have to be everything under the sun. Your course does not have to be this huge, dynamic, 
uh, <laughs> dynamic, dynamic, what word am I even trying to say? Gigantic, um, jam-packed course. It could be a smaller course that just teaches on one particular thing. It doesn't have to teach every teeny tiny little thing under the sun. Now, before you even start to have the thoughts that I know you're going to have, please listen to me. You do not have to be making millions of dollars and have 50,000 followers to create an online course and teach. You just have to be one step ahead of someone else. And you actually have to have seen progress in the methods you're teaching because that's a big one too. Lots of people try to make an online course about something that they haven't actually experienced for themselves. Now, if others in your industry uh, teaching those people, if that doesn't interest you, you could also make an online course for your current clients. So if you are a wedding photographer or just a photographer in general, you could make a online course that teaches people how to pose themselves in photos. Now, this would do a few different things. This would make people feel more comfortable um, for an upcoming photo shoot maybe they have with a professional photographer. It'll kind of get them prepared on what to do, how to look their best. Or it's also really beneficial for all the in-between moments and just the iPhone photos that they take in their day-to-day -day lives. Obviously, people don't have professional photographers just following them around, but like maybe they still want to have high quality photos and cute poses and and look their best in the most flattering so that might be a course that interests them and remember something like this too is this is something that you can use to scale your business to new heights because you as a photographer are a service-based business and you're only able to serve the people that can hire you and you you know they're either local to you or they're willing to pay for you to travel to them whatever that looks like but I mean you're only one person you can there's really only so much you can do in a day but with something like an online course like this, even if those people that bought your, let's say, posing course, they might live across the country from you and maybe they're never going to be able to hire you for a photo shoot with them, but like they might still buy that course from you. Maybe they follow you on Instagram and they really love your work and they still want to benefit from what you have to offer. So they might buy this course from you and now you're able to serve a wider range of people and expand your clients to... I mean, literally infinity. <laughs> it's crazy how much you can scale your business with something like an online course. And the same rules apply for literally any type of business. I mean, you could be, if you're a rancher or you're in the agriculture industry, you could create online courses that teach others how to get started in ranching or what they need to know about cows or farming or land. I, I mean, seriously, anything that you are passionate or knowledgeable on, you could teach a course on this. And even if you do not have a business, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife and you don't really have to work, but you want to start making some sort of income just to help support your family. Think about the things that people ask you the most in your life and make an online course about it. Do you feel like you have, you know, mastered the art of sleep training your baby? Make a course on teaching other moms how to do the same or make a course on how to travel with toddlers or how to properly change a diaper. I mean, again, the possibilities really are endless here and it might sound silly or almost too simple to be a good idea, but here's the thing. Most people are too close to their genius to even realize what it actually is. And what that means is just because something seems simple to you, like changing a diaper, that doesn't mean that it's easy for everyone or that everyone knows it. And at one point or another in your life, you did not know how to change a diaper. So channel those inner feelings and those thoughts and the questions that you had at that point and put all of those things into an online course to serve others.
Another way you can make passive income is right through a digital shop or selling digital products online. Now I say digital because that's probably the easiest way to make it passive income. If you sell like a tangible or a physical good like a hat or a t-shirt, that wouldn't necessarily be passive because you'd still have to package up the item and ship it off unless you have like a team or something that does that for you. But that would still be a good way to add a stream of income to your life or business. So it's not completely off the table um, if the passive part wasn't necessarily crucial for you. Your digital shop would essentially work like your online course would. People would go onto your website or whatever your shop hosting platform is, click a button to purchase it, and then they'd immediately receive it in an email or through a link or whatever it may be. And examples of digital products could be something like templates, presets, calendars, stock photos, guides, workbooks, ebooks, digital magazine, the list goes on. Think about what you use in your life right now that you have made. Maybe it's some kind of spreadsheet that you track your you know, finances on. You could turn it into a template and sell it. Or maybe you made a cool pricing guide that you use for your business. You could turn that into a template for others. You could make email templates, contract templates. You could sell pretty much any you know, cool photos you've taken. You could sell them as stock photos. Um, you know, The possibilities here, again, are endless. These items would generally be smaller priced items than an online course would, but depending on what it is, maybe not. Some people sell website templates for over $1,000. So really just let your imagination run wild and think about what you could offer someone that serves them well. And remember, if 50 people bought a $20 product from you, that is a quick $1,000 in your pocket. So if after listening to this, you are on board for either an online course or digital shop, I don't wanna just leave you hanging on what you should do next. So first of all, make a brain dump page where you just spill it all out, all your ideas, all your thoughts regarding the course you wanna make or the product you wanna create, whatever it is, just take a piece of paper out and just start letting the ideas flow. Think about things like, who is this product for? How does it serve them? What is their end result gonna be when they get it? How much will you charge for it? And what are you going to include in it. Once you have that general idea, it's time to start creating. For digital products, it's pretty easy. Design something, you know, fun in Canva or on Photoshop and then use a storefront like Shopify to sell it. For online courses, there is a little bit more work that goes into this. You have to take the time in the beginning to really pour your all into it. But the good news is once it's done, it can live on for life. Do not overthink the tech too much on an online course. You could literally create a Facebook group for free, add units to it, and host your course online. But if you want to get a little more advanced, then you can use platforms like Kajabi, Teachable, or Podia. Those are all great online course hosting platforms with different benefits. And finally, one of the last passive income streams that I want to mention is affiliate marketing. And can I be honest for a second? I love affiliate marketing. If you don't know what this is, basically it's just when you are working alongside a company or a brand to promote their products instead of your own. You're promoting their services or whatever it is that they're selling. Um, and when someone signs up for it, 
or when they sign up to buy it, you get paid a commission. So this is different than basically a general sponsorship or a general ad because when, you know, when you're paid to do an ad for somebody or another company, you're really only getting paid usually a one-time fee for that one particular post. But with affiliate marketing, you can really make as much or as little as you want solely by promoting the products that you love. A few things to know when it comes to affiliate marketing is that you should be in love with whatever you're promoting to your audience because if you only do it to make the commission, in time that's going to show. You don't wanna just be constantly selling to your audience either because that would just get really old and it removes the trust factor from your brand. So if you've been around here for a while on my platforms, Instagram, whatever it might be, you have likely heard me talk about a few particular brands over and over again. Those being HoneyBook, Amflowdesk, and Goalie. Those are kind of my big three. HoneyBook, probably more than anything, um, is the client management software that I use and it's freaking amazing. It's how I send all of my contracts to my clients, how I keep track of to-do lists, get paid, and more. And I kind of hate to do this, but there's no shame in my game. You could get a discount on HoneyBook by going to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook. Same goes for Flowdesk, um, my email marketing platform that I use. I swear by this program. And I know that it would benefit you too as a business owner. So I talk about it because it's something that I really and truly believe in. Now, what I love so much about affiliate marketing is that it there's benefits for everybody on all sides of the table. If you were to use my linker code to sign up for one of these platforms, I would make a small commission off of it, but you would also get a discount. It's really a win-win situation. If affiliate marketing sounds like something you would be interested in, then you can get started by looking at the programs that you already use in your life or your business and see if they offer an affiliate program. Sometimes there's you're already an affiliate and you don't even know it. You just have to find where it talks about what your special link is or how to give off a discount or how to get people to uh, use your code. So you can, um, you know, look around on their website or you can email the company directly and ask what their affiliate program company or what their program is like, um, if they offer one. Um, and so, or you can choose to sign up. Some have like a sign up form. Um, and one of the easiest ones you could probably get started with right now would be Amazon. Amazon offers an affiliate program. Uh, if you start sending links to people, um, you can make a commission if people buy off of the products that you've already saved. Now, it's again, it's nothing big. You're not going to probably make hundreds of thousands of dollars every single day doing this. Um, it's usually only a few cents or like a certain percentage, but it really does start to add up if you um, are able to promote it strategically and effectively. So um, look at the programs you're already using. Look at the things and the products that you love already and then reach out to those companies. Don't just try to grab the lowest hanging fruit fruit that's in front of you, really figure out what you want to talk about on a regular basis. So now that we've talked about passive income ideas, I want to kind of change gears here and talk about other ways to diversify your income that's not necessarily passive, but they don't require a ton of setup. And you can start on them today if you really wanted to. So the first thing is you could join an MLM company, which is a multi-level marketing company. Now, I know that sometimes there's kind of this weird thought process or relationship with MLM companies, and some people are like super against them. They think they're pyramid schemes, like the whole thing. Um, and I get it. I've been on both sides of that. Um, if 
you're not though and you're open to it um, and you want to start something that doesn't really require a bunch of back-end work on your part as in like actually creating the products then this might be for you. Now, I also want to note that I am going to be having a entire episode all about MLM companies coming out in the near future. Um, so stay tuned for that because I have been very interested in this topic for so long and I, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions on both sides of it. Um, rather, you are the consultant for a company or you are the consumer. So again, there will be an episode where I really, really dive into this topic. So if you've been kind of on the fence of it, um, maybe stay tuned for that. If you do decide to go the MLM route, you should treat working for an MLM company or network marketing company kind of like affiliate marketing because, well, it pretty much is. You're offering people a product and if they sign up for it through you, then you get a commission. I think network marketing can be a really good side hustle, but only if you really do believe in the products you're selling. I've seen too many people bounce from one to another and they completely lost my trust because it just doesn't feel like they actually care about what they sell, they just want to make some dollar bills. Now, my suggestion would be to try some of the products before becoming a consultant for a company. Because if you don't actually believe in what they're selling, if you don't believe it's life-changing, then you're not going to sell it very well. Another way to add income streams is to offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. So similar to an online course, you are really just teaching someone in your industry how to do what you do, except this is live and it's face-to-face, -face, either virtually or in person. And one-on-one -on -one coaching would usually be a higher price point than an online course because, like I said earlier, you are now having to trade your time for money and that's worth something. Versus in an online course, that person could be learning from you without you actually being present. You could also do this same concept but in a group setting like an online workshop or an in-person workshop and teach certain topics but instead of one-on-one, -on -one, you're now live teaching multiple people at the same time. No matter what you end up doing, should you choose to do any of the things we talked about today, make sure you do not bite off more than you can chew. It can be easy to get excited and want to do all the things, but remember to stick to just one until you're really, really solid and consistent at it before adding on more. We want to be experts at one thing before branching out too much. I hope this episode was helpful and inspiring and that you now have the confidence to start expanding your business and revenue in new ways. As always, I'm in your corner cheering you on every step of the way, and I know you're going to crush it, my friend. Until next time, God bless and go out and kick some booty. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. If you have just a second, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review so that this show can continue to serve you and others for so much time to come. If you're not in the Facebook group, you should be. Search the Branded Cowgirl podcast on Facebook and join the exclusive corner where you will get a special insight into the show as well as any updates to come. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast. Cheers, my friend. Have an awesome day.